This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's the Mike Francesa Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Mike Francesa Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network uh, for this Football Friday, week 13, which began last night with Buffalo's Kind of matter-of-fact win over the Pats. The Pats' offense looked terrible last night. Buffalo did what it had to do and went on to a 24-10 win, which uh, really pushed the Pats' chances of making the playoffs down the line. And let's be honest, they're not very good, and they're not playing all that well right now. And Buffalo was a little crisper than they've been. They still haven't been dynamic this year. And that's the thing. People expected a dynamic team this year. It hasn't been a great team this year. It's made way too many mistakes. Even the quarterback, who's a wonderful player, has made way too many mistakes in the red zone. But still, their record's right where they need it to be. They need a little help to knock off Kansas City if they want to get the game up in Buffalo. And if they want to beat Kansas City, they, they better want to play that game in cold. Now, they can get cold weather in Kansas City, but they can get brutal weather in Buffalo. So either way, it's going to be very interesting. I do think it will come down to those two this year. I, it's a big week with big games. You're in the stretch run now. You're coming down the stretch of the season. And when you look at this right now, there are some divisions that are already decided. And the wild card picture is very easy to look at. In the NFC, you got the three NFC East teams behind the Eagles, Dallas Giants and Washington, and you have the NF Seattle. You have nobody else. So you have one of those teams not going to make the playoff. The other three the other three are going to make the playoffs, at least as wild cards. And there's nothing else really to talk about. Seattle 6-5, and five, Washington 7-5, and five, the Giants are 7-4, and four, but they've lost three of their last four. They're heading in the wrong direction, and that's what it's going to come down to. Dallas is going to make it easy. We know that. Even if they don't win the division, they're still going to make it easy. In the AFC, you have Miami or Buffalo. You have the Jets. You have Baltimore or Cincinnati. And then you have... New England and the Chargers with slight chances. You dropped New England a little bit more off last night. So you have really a very good chance that Miami, Buffalo, uh, Jets, Baltimore, Cincy, and then one of the team makes the playoffs, which is probably what's going to happen. All right, let's look at the games. And again, some very interesting games uh, on the schedule. We'll begin with the uh, Giants and Washington. Washington comes in to play the Giants. Washington has won six of seven, the one loss to the Vikings. They've beaten the Eagles in that time. The Giants have lost three out of four. They're banged up. Uh, let's be honest. The Giants are going to have to beat Washington. They play them twice to get to the playoffs. The Giants need to get to 10 wins. Their schedule's not easy. The only game that looks even a little soft there is the Colts. They have a lot of tough games to play. They're not playing well right now. They also have been banged up, but the one thing that the Giants have done is their coaching staff has put them in a very good position every week. They have been given a plan they can win with every week if they can execute the plan. 
their coaching has been their most important attribute this year, without any question. They have been superbly coached, and that's why they're seven and four. But it's slipping, and if it lo- if they lose this week, they can really be in a free fall. This is a very big game for the Giants. Washington continues to win. Their defense is playing better now. It's the best, I would say, of the four units on the field this week. I think the Washington defense is the strongest. Heineke continues to get it done somehow, especially in the fourth quarter. He might make mistakes early and then come back and, and, and make plays in the fourth quarter, but he makes plays when the game is on the line, and he comes out on top more than often than not. That's what's really going on with them right now. So, But it is a very big game as far as playoff implications go. The Jets are in Minnesota, so you have the 7-4 Jets and the 9-2 Vikings, White, solidly played game one at quarterback. Now we'll be there again this week. Watch White to Wilson becoming a big combination. And let's be honest, we all want to see Gardner go up against Jefferson in this game. Let's hope there's some of that. No one plays Jefferson a whole lot by himself. I don't expect Gardner to play him by himself, but there might be some moments when he plays him by himself. And let's see what happens with the very, very highly hyped rookie defensive back who's a superb player, and Jefferson, who is a just wondrous offensive player and is just uh, as talented as anybody could be at the wide receiver position. Um, Jets can play with anybody with this defense. This defense is real. It's as good as any defense in the league. And that's a heck of a statement, but it's true. They have plenty of players. Plenty of playmakers, depth in the front line. They are a really strong defensive team. And if they get any kind of offense, they're going to be in every single game. And they can win this game very easily. As a matter of fact, there's nobody in the league this team can't beat. They're that good right now on defense. If they get the quarterback play, they can beat anybody. And they are a very dangerous team right now. Titans at 7-4 against the Eagles. It'll be an interesting game. Titans will be in this game all the way. That's how they play. Now... Sometimes they puzzle you a little bit with some of the things they do, but Vrabel has a habit of pulling these games out. Do not be surprised this game goes right to the wire. I think it will. Eagle running game, Eagle offensive line against the Titans defensive line should be fascinating to watch. You got, obviously, the play of both ground games, but I think uh, this game goes right to the wire. It's going to be a very interesting game. The Steelers come off a win. They get the Falcons. The Falcons have been in every game. Both these teams... Let's be honest, not very good, but they've been competitive, and it's probably a game that goes right to the wire again. The Packers and the Bears all comes down to the quarterbacks. What's going to happen? Will uh, That'll be updated later in the week. That's what it comes down to. Uh, Bears' defense is really bad. Well, they got rid of some people they shouldn't have got, You know, really, if they were serious about it, they wouldn't have gotten rid of. Um, made some moves in that regard. We'll see what happens with the two quarterbacks as far as how much they play and who plays. Uh, But right now, the Packers are the stronger team, but they're going nowhere this year. Uh, And the question is how much more Rodgers is going to play with the thumb injury, with the rib injury, and everything else. How much more are they going to play him at quarterback this year? Uh, The Jags and the Lions, two teams without question on the way up. Lions played well on Thanksgiving, could have won that game, lost a tough game to the Bills. Their defense has played better. They've gotten healthier. They moved the football. The Jags had 
really, I think, a coming-out party last week. The quarterback played the best game of his career, and he is an extremely talented player, an extremely talented thrower. He just has to cut down the mistakes, which he will. He's on his way to stardom. That team is on its way to big things, and they are going to be dangerous the rest of the way. This is a very – it's actually a good game because these teams right now are playing well. And it, this game probably go right to the wide because that's how they've both played for a lot of games this week. The Jags could have won a lot more games. The Lions could have won a lot more games. Uh, they've been in a lot of close games. Uh, so one of them's going to be thinking, hey, they're not dead yet as far as the playoffs go. Neither one's going to the playoffs this year. But they're both headed in the right direction. The Lions are headed in the right direction on, under their head coach. The Jags are headed in the right direction under their head, their head coach, and they're a very talented young quarterback. Uh, things are looking up. The Broncos and the Ravens. Listen, the Ravens are a good team with good personnel. They're well coached, but their defense has been abominable in the fourth quarter. They have blown lead after lead after lead and twice blew the lead to the Jaguars. Last week, they took the lead. The Jaguars came back and took it by a point. They scored the touchdown, got up seven points, and gave up the touchdown and the two-point conversion late. Their defense has crumbled at every turn. Uh, Denver will not put that kind of pressure on them. There's no team playing worse offense than the Denver Broncos. Uh, So the Ravens, when they get the lead this week, and they will, I doubt they'll relinquish it. The Browns, Deshaun Watson comes back. Play the Texans. That's your storyline. All they got to do this week, the Browns, is hand the ball off to Chubb, who's had a great year because the Texans can't stop the run. And what Watson does, we'll see. I mean, he's probably going to be rusty. You would think he would be anyway. Uh, Seahawks at 6-5 and five at the all-beat-up 3-8 and eight Rams. The Seahawks need this game. This is a game the Seahawks have to win. If they want to go to the postseason, and they've done a great job this year with really – not a lot of expectations. They've gotten a lot out of Geno Smith. They've gotten a lot out of Walker, who's had a couple of tough weeks. He finds the end zone, but last couple of weeks hasn't run the ball well. Um, Rams, they don't have a lot of their stars in this game this week. They're going nowhere this year. It's about, you know, understanding that this year happened. Don't get your key people any more banged up than they are. Try to win a couple of games down the stretch and get ready to turn it around next year. Um, Donald's not playing on the defense. That is going to impact them. Offensively, they're missing a lot of people, uh, including their quarterback, including Cup. I mean, so uh, they can still on a good day beat Seattle, but Seattle needs to win this game. Let's see if they could. Seattle's favorites. That tells you all you need to know about with the state of the Rams right now. Here's the big, a couple of the big games now. Dolphins and the Niners. Wonderful game. Dolphins at 8-3, and three, scoring like crazy. Really, just scoring, you know, week after week, you know, just series after series. Uh, called off the dogs in the second half last week, but put up 30 in the first half. With two in the lineup, and starting and finishing the game this year, the Dolphins are 8-0. If he started it and finished it, they're 8-0. They've won five straight. Now they get the Niners, who have won four straight, who are 7-4 and, and are 
without question, one of the teams to beat in the, in the NFC. They have everything, everything you need to be a Super Bowl team this year. They are a serious threat going forward in this game. These two teams have big aspirations this year in the postseason. Let's see what happens. They're both heading in the right direction. Obviously, they've both been winning a lot. One of them is going to take a loss here in what should be a terrific game. Chiefs and the Bengals. Hey, the Bengals are back in the mix. And they've already proved they can beat the Chiefs. Kansas City, let's be honest, they're not going to lose a lot of games the rest of the way. They could lose this game. They're not going to lose a whole lot more. They're going to finish with a really good record. They're probably going to get the one seed. If they win this game, they are definitely going to get the one seed. If they lose this game, maybe something comes into play, but probably not even with a loss this week. But this is going to be a very interesting game to see if the Bengals are ready to stand up to the best the AFC has to offer, which is the Chiefs. And both of these teams, you're going to see them in the playoffs. And let's be honest, this is one of the few weeks where Mahomes is at quarterback and it's not a huge advantage because that's how good Burrow is. Burrow is a guy good a player. He is a legitimate star quarterback. And his team responds to him in a big way and he doesn't back down. Chargers and the Raiders. I mean, what the Raiders did last week with Jacobs. Jacobs just, you know. If you played against Jacobs in fantasy last week, he got destroyed because he put up more points probably. And I never talk about fantasy, but he put up more points probably in overtime than anybody probably ever did. Because he rushed for over 100 yards in overtime. He rushed like for 30 yards, then they punted the ball. And then he got the ball back and went 86 yards for a touchdown. So uh, that's just astronomical what he did. He had an incredible game. Uh, Charges are very reliant on the quarterback. They're not very good on defense. Neither are the Raiders. This game goes right to the wire, let's be honest. The Raiders are better than their 4-7 and seven record. They've blown a lot of games. They've blown th- three games where they had 17 or more point leads and blew all three games. Uh, they should have been better than this, but they're dangerous. Sunday night, the Colts are going to get flexed out of probably everything else that they're scheduled for. They kept them here because of the Cowboys. The Colts were awful on Monday night against the Steelers. Awful. I don't think they match up at all against the Cowboys. Now, if you went with the Cowboys last last time they played, which is Thanksgiving uh, evening, they really screwed their fans in that game because if you wager on the Cowboys – all you had to, they had to do was kick that field goal. And even if the Giants came back and scored, you still would have covered. Instead, he misses the field goal. The Giants get the backdoor cover on the nothing touchdown. Nothing except if you, you know, bet on the Cowboys at nine and a half or ten. The bottom line is uh, that was the only thing that was up for grabs in that game. Cowboys match up great. The Colts can't protect the passer. Cowboys are all over the quarterback. The Colts cannot beat you down the field. They have no downfield passing game. Dallas is going to have a picnic with the Colts. They're going to wear the Colts defense down. The Colts defense sometimes can be stubborn. It looked terrible against the Steelers. Terrible. Um, Would be surprised if this game was real close. And then Monday night, the Saints and the Bucks. The Bucks aren't any good right now. They're banged up. They lose now another key offensive lineman. 
they're banged up in a lot of spots, but they're five and six and they're leading the division. And nobody in that division is going to even go eight and nine except them. Nobody's going as high as eight and nine. Nobody. Not the Panthers, not the Falcons, not the uh, Saints. So they could, at eight and nine, they will win the division by open lanes. That's how easy it's going to be for the Bucs. The Bucs are going to make the playoffs. Let's see if they're healthier then because right now they're not very good or very dangerous. But at 5-6, and six, they are still in a commanding position. Cards and Panthers have the week off. Nobody's going to miss them. Your emails when we return. Want to email the Mike Francesa podcast? Drop Mike a note at mikefrancesapodcast at gmail.com. All right, here we go. Email time, mikefrancesapodcast at gmail.com is where to send the emails. You're listening to the uh, Football Friday podcast for week number 13 on the Bet Rivers Network. For all of your wagering needs, it's Bet Rivers in New York and New Jersey. Play Sugar House in Connecticut. All around the country, betrivers.com. That's where you go. Go to their uh, very friendly uh, site and their app, and just uh, away you go with betrivers.com. And the good folks at Bet Rivers will be there to accommodate you. Okay. Uh, Anthony and West Nyack starts us off. I'm curious to hear your thoughts about Mike McDaniel. Aside from the botching of the two concussion situation, it seems like he's done a nice job. He's an unorthodox coach and personality, that goes without saying. I think what they've done in terms of wins and losses has been very good. I think what they've done with the offense has been extraordinary. I don't like what I see from their defense, and their defense is going to have to be better if they want to go anywhere this year in the playoffs. I mean, they're going to the playoffs, and they're not going to be a fun team to match up with. But their defense has really been shoddy, and uh, you would expect more. But you know what? He's done a nice job as a coach. He's, you know, he's, his team's responded to him, and he's different. That's what you like about him. He really is different. It's kind of fun to watch because he is different. Nick and Long Branch, do you think this is the end of uh, Kingsbury in Arizona? Uh, I think we're heading in that direction. It was an unorthodox hire. It hasn't, you know, let's be honest, the, uh, the Kingsbury or the Murray uh, experiments haven't worked. They've won their games here and there, but they're not building anything. And um, I wouldn't be surprised by anything that happens there. I don't think it's a great organization, though. Greg from Brooklyn, curious your overall thoughts on Mike Tomlin. Do you consider him an elite coach? Uh, yes. I think, I think he's probably been in the same job too long. I think you can see where a change in scenery can really work well for both the team and the coach. I'll use Andy Reid as a perfect example. Listen. Nobody fires at Andy Reid. They did finally in Philly. He needed a change. They needed a change. It's worked out for the Eagles. It's worked out for Andy Reid, who was out of work for two hours and got a call from the Kansas City Chiefs and has been, you know, look what he's built there. He's built an incredible team and an incredible run year after year. Chiefs couldn't find their way to the playoffs with a map. Now, basically, they're in the mix going all the way every year. All they do is win. 
The stadium is sold out. The place is crazy. You know, the Chiefs matter. They're on national TV all the time. You know, that's Andy Reid. You know, they went out and they hired the right guy. They saw that he was available. They did not wait. They pulled the trigger and they have been handsomely rewarded by it in a big way. I think Tomlin probably could have done the same thing. I think Andy Reid's a little better coach. But Tomlin's unorthodox in a lot of ways. But his team always plays for him. You know, that team the other night that was playing the Colts was playing hard. They're not great, but they were playing hard. And I think that's what you see from the Tomlin team. Tomlin likes, he clearly likes the young quarterback. He is committed to him now. You can see that. They have a wide receiver, so they have the quarterback and the wide receiver they believe in place. And now they'll try to build the rest of the team around it. I don't think he's going anywhere. I think he's now, uh, if they were going to make the move to get rid of him, they would have. Now I think he'll stay. They'd be surprised if he left now. Phil from Jersey, you've mentioned at this point that uh, Dan Jones is not the quarterback for the Giants. Is there anything he can do within reason to change your mind? I don't think so. I don't believe that he is a player that is going to ever lead a team to great things. I think he is a, you know, a lot of people have compared him to Alex Smith. Um, he's a guy, clearly he's a good guy. He's a competitor. He is a guy who fights you. He makes plays with his legs. To me, he doesn't make enough plays with his arm. Now, I know they haven't given him great personnel around him. I understand that. It's not like he has, you know, Tariq Hill out there. I, I understand that. But I see, I don't see a player that I want to build my team around. That's what I'm talking about. So would I make a, like if they said to me, we're bringing him back on a short-term contract, but I have a problem with that, I would not. If you're saying to me that we're making a long-term, huge financial commitment to him, I'd be surprised. Mike in New Haven, yes. It's no secret that you've been no fan of Odell Beckham. That is uh, an understatement. I imagine even less so after his rather bizarre airplane incident. Listen, nothing that he does surprises me. And if you notice, he gets about a return of about 10 to 1, what he accomplishes on the field and how much attention he gets. The attention outweighs performance about 10 to 1 with him. He is a master at getting attention year after year after year because let's be honest, he has not been a dynamic player in a long time. Given how depleted the Giants team core is, would you at least entertain the signing of him? Um, I made the statement. I cannot argue that he would not elevate the Giant receiving core this year. He would. If he is... Not anything of cost. If they want to sign him, go ahead. I don't think it's going to make or break the team. Would I make any long-term or any real financial commitment to him? I would not. 
Bay's emails. Uh, well, Matt Ryan make the Hall of Fame. Um, do you consider guys like Boomer Sison and Phil Sims better than Matt Ryan? That's a good. You know, that's a good question. If I was going to rank those three quarterbacks, I think I would rank them: Sims, Boomer, uh, Ryan, and I think he's on the wrong side of the Hall of Fame. He's had a good career. He's had a very good career, and he should have won a Super Bowl. Because that game should never have been lost. It was the worst coaching in a big game with a big lead that's ever been done in the history of sports. That's a very interesting question you brought up, though. Kai from Queens, although he is arguably more talented, would you be concerned that Josh Allen's career could mirror that of Cam Newton? Uh, No, listen. Josh Allen's a much better player than Cam Newton. Much better player. Josh Allen can really throw the football. He can really throw it. Uh, I don't. I, I don't think Cam could ever throw it with Josh with Josh Allen. Uh, I think Allen's a better player, and I think Allen will win championships. I think Allen will have a better career than Cam Newton. I think he's a better player already. Uh, Robin from Florida. There have been a lot of great QB classes, but 2020 had uh, Herbert Burrow and Hurts and Tua. Even guys like Love could now get a look. Could this be the best class we've ever seen? Hey, you got to do a lot better than that. Because, you know, you had Marino and Elway and Kelly out of one class. If you have Marino and Elway in the same class, that's going to be hard to beat. Those are two of the greatest of all time in one class. So that class where you throw in a third guy like Jim Kelly, who is a terrific quarterback and a winning quarterback, uh, I think, and you consider the other two who are legendary players in their own right, I would make that the class. Chris from Manalapan, football Sunday has a meaning and a feeling to a lot of people. To me, it's cold weather and tailgating with friends. Football Sunday, football Sunday means one thing to me. It means that a football Sunday to me means that you have a ritual that plays into your Sunday, that your Sundays all go the same way. I do this in the morning. I do this before the game starts. I do this and then the games. To me, it's a regular season Sunday. It's not a postseason Sunday. To me, when the, when, when the last week of the regular season comes along, and even the last week of the regular season doesn't have the feel of a real football Sunday because there's too many games that don't matter. But when you get to week, through week 17, those are football Sundays. And it's ritual from what you do when you get up to what you do until you go to sleep. And that is the idea of a football Sunday. It's ritual, and then it's regular season, 1 o'clock games, 4 o'clock games, 8 o'clock games. That's a football Sunday. And I hope you enjoy yours. We'll see you. Thanks for listening to the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hey, it's Mike Miss here. What a time to be a Philly sports fan. And you can share the excitement with me each week on the Mike Missinelli podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Listen and subscribe to the Mike Missinelli podcast today, wherever you get your podcasts.